Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. Welcome. I'm so excited that we're here, episode 204. I am not excited that I'm on the couch by myself. Nobody enjoys that. Sometimes you're just kind of like, oh, I'm that guy that nobody likes to hang out with. But we make it work, and we just keep having fun talking about awesome off-road stuff. So Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. We're the beer-drinking, bench-raising guys that bring you all the off-road news. Um, this week's been fun. We've got a lot of racing that's been going on. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but the show is going to be interesting too because we're kind of doing a little bit diving into maybe a little bit more of the inner workings, if you will. So we're going to have Eric Pernard on a little bit later this evening to chat about Endurocross. It'd be good to kind of get from his perspective why things kind of changed the way they did to the schedule. And then, of course, we know now that as of right now, uh, Endurocross is not on the X Games schedule, but neither are a lot of competition racing style events so hopefully you have a little bit of insight on that to be able to share with us and then of course Jean turner from uh she, she's worked a lot with cycle news she does a lot of uh, a lot of press release writing for a bunch of different uh companies and organizations there in the industry if you will but because of her ties to cycle news um i asked her to come on to kind of let us know a little bit Maybe what we could find out of what went on with Cycle News and the kind of that motorcycle uh, motorcycle group, the MAG, that did sell off um, Motorcycle USA and Cycle News. And then obviously Motorcycle USA has quote-unquote closed the doors. And then Cycle News now has been bought out by a different little po- uh, Power Sports Media LLC. So it'll be good to kind of learn a little bit about that. Of course, this is Seat Time. We're brought to you by the fine folks at Fly Racing. It's at flyracing.com. It's getting a lot hotter. I can tell the humidity's coming up. We're getting a lot more rain. It's kind of crazy. So with that, of course, it's going to, while you're riding, it's going to be warmer. Make sure you go out, get yourself some limited edition kinetic gear. Be nice and, what's the right word? Be nice and vented. You know, get cool. It's gets nice to do that kind of stuff. Flyracing.com and, of course, at your local dealer. Uh, Kinda Tire USA. So as you're going out and about, I know you guys heard me talk about last week how awesome it was to be able to ride with a brand new tire at the National Enduro that we were at down in Louisiana. Blew me away. So if you get a chance, you know, go check out some Kinda Tires. I had a lot of fun. Tons of traction doing it. Um, I think it's going to be a great way for you to go out there, try some new tires, and have some great fun on a brand new tire. It's awesome. Uh, if you're going to be in a little bit more technical, a little bit rockier terrain, try out the Equilibrium on the rear. Uh, you know, that ha- ha- kind of hybrid trials tire. It works really great. Rode the crap out of it in Colorado for four days. We had to plug it because of my own stupidity, and it works great the rest of the two days. So definitely check it out. At kidatire.com. And then SRT Off-Road. So SRT Off-Road. We're talking about the more extreme, a little bit more technical stuff. You don't have to be doing that to protect your bike. It's smart to do that just to be safe. Replacing radiators sucks. Replacing rotors sucks. All that kinds of fun stuff. Put a skid plate on your bike. You could do all of that with SRT Off-Roads. You can find all their products online. And they also carry a lot of other uh, stuff because their site is a little bit of an e-commerce site in itself. But you can also purchase SRT off-road products from your local dealer. So all of that stuff, go to your local dealer, support the sport, and make sure you have fun while you're doing it. Um, and be safe. We like safe people. Safe people are all right. Um, of course, Seat Time is archived on the site, so you can find us at seattime.co. That's where we archive all the stuff. We put up all of our fun videos and different blog posts from some of our guest bloggers. 
Um, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. So if you want to do audio only, that's a great way to just kind of listen in. Um, you don't have to pay attention to our face as we kind of stream all this stuff out here. Like tonight, we'll have two audio-only guests. Sometimes it's weird. We just have to make it work. Um, so we'll be streaming my beautiful face this whole time. So just uh, you know, maybe turn away from the turn away from the screen every now and again and look back, and it'll be it'll be like there's something new happening. You know, it'll be interesting. We'll see if we have fun with it. We do have the chat room, and apparently it is back up. It is tlk.io slash seat time. So you guys can go uh, jump in here. I think it's going to be some good. I, I have some interesting questions for Eric and for Gene both to kind of just get a little bit more knowledge on what's been going on. So it'll be nice to be able to do that. One of the ways that you can help support Seat Time is remember you can go to the website seattime.co and in the right hand corner or in the right on in the sidebar there is a little banner that says Amazon and you shop with that banner on Amazon and it just gives us a little bit of a percentage. Again, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, that's just an affiliate link that uh, winds up giving us a little bit of a kickback for you guys starting from seat time and then being uh, trafficked over to Amazon. Great way to help us. Great way to get gas. Get, great way to get beer. All that fun stuff. So let's start off with some of the recent Dirt Buzz. Of course, we do get this from DirtBuzz.com. You guys can go check them out from all of your daily Dirt Buzz. Uh, what I, I like what Dale's been doing, though. He's really been digging in, doing a lot deeper um, pieces, I think, than what we've seen in a lot of other sites. Um, so I'm glad that he's doing what he's doing, and I hope you guys do as well and go support that. Um, GNCC, this past week when we had round four with Big Buck, we saw Caleb Russell get the win. Uh, second place was Chris Bach, which was great to see, and then Josh Strang in third. Uh, Caleb Russell and Josh Strang now have a tie with 106 points. Um, technically, it looks like they put Russell in first, and I think that's just because he's had better finishes now than Strang overall and i think so that and it probably down in their rule books that's why he's going to go ahead and come away with the with the the tiebreaker right now at this point if you will so if anybody's going to wear that plate i don't know i would assume it would be him trevor bullinger with four straight wins now in the xc2 class that's pretty impressive uh you don't really see that happen too often and i don't remember the last time that it's happened so i think caleb russell's done a really good job done a lot of races in a row but i think too in the xc2 class we've seen a lot of change-ups there happen um, and, I, and I text Casey Martinez to see what happened to her. I noticed, you know, she wasn't on the podium. She was in 10th place. I was like, that's just a little odd. She's, you know, obviously she's pretty dominant. Um, she's, she's the one that you would bet on to win, if not at least be on the podium. And it turns out that she said she had a really bad wreck and wound up, uh, let's get it correct, from the horse's mouth. Bad crash, last lap, and my bar mount broke. Wasn't able to ride my bike to the finish. Well, there you go. So, that's what happened. So, that sucks for her. Um, great for the other ladies. And, obviously, now the points is going to be really close. So, Becca Sheets, is, and, uh, is, Becca Sheets is going to be trying really hard to continue to, to land in front of Casey Martinez at the GNCCs. For works, we had round six at Han, uh, Sand Hollow. Dalton Shiri, Shiri. Shiree sounds fun. I don't know if that's how you say it, but we'll go with it. Got his first works win, so congratulations to him. Gary Sutherland in second and Robbie Bell in third. It was uh, fun to I asked Gary Sutherland really quickly. I was like, hey, man, how'd it go this weekend? All that kinds of stuff. I saw you were in second. He goes, yeah, I, I, balled it. I, I bailed a couple times, act riding like a goofball. I was like, oh, well, that sucks. But Dalton had some good stuff to say on his Instagram account where he was talking about the fact that, you know, it was his first pro win. He had a lot of fun battling with Gary Sutherland from the first couple laps. But then, you know, Gary Sutherland, he said that he wrecked um, and he was just kind of gone. So it was, uh, 
it's you know it's interesting to hear how these guys talk about all this kinds of stuff but definitely uh you know congrats to that dude for his first pro win that's always awesome uh the enduro gp we had uh, round two of the world enduro championship in portugal we saw aero Rimes uh first in the e2 uh taylor robert got first in the e in the, i'm sorry aero Rom- uh, Rimes got first in the e1 Taylor Robert first in E2, and then Steve Holcomb in E3. Now, Steve Holcomb I now know a little bit more about. He's actually on a beta. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, Not that I should be, not that betas aren't a great machine, but I was just kind of surprised because I haven't seen a lot of them having that kind of steam, if you will, in a lot of the larger... and a lot of the larger competitions. So it's great for those guys to to kind of have somebody kind of steering the ship for them right now. And not only is he winning the E3 class, but he's winning the overall for the World Enduro. Like, that's pretty damn impressive um, for him to come out and be doing that. So, and then congrats to Taylor Roberts. So apparently this is the first American at the World Enduros to ever win his class on a weekend. Um, so he ha- is the E2 winner, and he's now um, fourth or fifth in the points. Well, which is damn impressive. Uh, you know, the, the last guy we thought that we would really be able to do that was going to be Kirk Caselli. Uh, obviously, he passed away, unfortunate, but he's now, you know, Taylor's been given the task. Um, he's going to run with it, going to have fun, and see if he can kick some ass and take names. And so far, he's doing a good job of trying to make it happen. Uh, in Seca, we saw over in Alabama, we saw in round five with C- Cliff Owsley in first. Uh, Tanner McCoy in second, and then Nick Ferringer in third. Surprising to see Nick Ferringer in third. It's one of those situations where I wonder what happened. Like, were those dudes just on rails and having a great time? Did Nick have an issue? Any of that kind of fun stuff. The Virginia uh, Championship Hair Scramble Series in Virginia. Round three in Arlington, uh, Arrington, Virginia, and then Brad Bocking in first, which is where we expect him to be. Brandon Neo in second, and then Patty Holloway in third. Now, we did see Patty Holloway beat Brad Bakken at one of the earlier uh, Virginia, the, the VCHSSs. So, you know, Patty Holloway's definitely wanted to see up on the podium. Why am I yawning so much, Stephen? What'd you do to me? Did you give me a sleeping pill? No. No sleeping pill? No. Okay. Well, before we go ahead and bring in Eric Bernard, what we're going to do is we're going to announce our From the Other Side Instagram contest. So From the Other Side just came out, a great project from Rob Mitchell. We helped out a lot on a lot of the motion graphics and kind of the branding of the film um, and the illustrations and then what you see on the letter jacket of the DVD and the Blu-ray. So here's the contest. You post a video to Instagram and tell us what you love about off-road. 15 seconds, obviously, or less. But post it to Instagram. Use the hashtag From the Other Side. And we're going to go through those from the night till next week's show, and we're going to pick a winner, and we're going to announce it live. Rob Mitchell will be on the show next week to congratulate said winner, and then, of course, we're going to chat about doing the show. So right now, we're going to play the trailer for you guys, and when we come back, we're going to have Eric Bernard on. It'll be fun. Off-road. The name itself sounds nearly as rugged as the sport. Man. Machine. Pitted against extreme terrain and obstacles. Not for the faint of heart. Off-road racing will test everything you have. Through all the struggles, injuries, and triumphs. From the private weekend warriors, to the top factory riders, to the event promoters. The love of off-road racing is what bonds us all. From the other side of dirt bike racing, this is Off-Road.
know, you want to say it's a lifestyle, which is so like cliche, but it is, you know, it's just a whole way of living. It's just like any sport, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's a passion. So, I mean, you love it. And it's, as long as I throw my leg over my motorcycle and I'm having fun, I mean, that's all, that's all I care about. Dream is to be number one, the, the number one guy in off-road. I'm not going to give you an inch on the track. I'm not your friend on the track. You know, I'm, I'm there to make money and I have bills to pay and, and I'm going to make sure that, that I do everything I can to beat you. I believe in my heart I can still win. It's just, it's not going to come maybe as easy as it was before. So for everybody out there, definitely go check out From the Other Side. It's an awesome project put together with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears from Rob Mitchell up there in the, on the East Coast. And again, like I said, use the hashtag From the Other Side. Post to Instagram why you love off-road. And we're going to pick a winner for next week to give away a free copy on iTunes to get yourself a From the Other Side. But from the other side of the country sometimes, as it seems with the, the way Endurocross goes, bouncing all over the place, we're going to have Eric Pernard on. So let's just start it off. Mr. Eric Pernard, how is your evening going, kind sir? It's doing good in Florida. Finally, the, the wind has died. You know, we worked on a big Endurocross project today at home in Florida. And, uh, you know, my son and I are ready to ride tomorrow on a, on a new metrics which is going to be uh, taking all our glory away and more. Oh, my gosh. So is that a situation where you make him look like a squid, or does he make you look like a squid on a bike? Um, I mean, you know, he's he's turning a 19, so I think the last two years it's been a reversal where <laughs> a couple of years ago I was I was a big dog. Now I'm like a, I'm the hurt puppy on the side. <laughs> That's okay. That's awesome, though, that you and your son get to do that, though. My dad and I... You know, if you uh, kind of been going to some of the races together as of late throughout the past two to three years, and it's been fantastic. So that father-son time is absolutely amazing. So that's awesome you get to do that. Is he going to be competing in any of the Enduro Crosses? I don't know what his level is as as of yet, though. Well, he's he's been doing good. You know, he's been uh, almost winning his qualifier awesome. and uh, and making making it to the main. Uh, it's it's a little bit challenging, you know, Enduro Cross, as as you well know. Yes. He, he's is is a big challenge and uh people it, it's i mean you know i don't know if you heard you know people like ryan villopolo saying no way they would get caught around an enduro cross it's it's too gnarly yeah. and uh, and travis pastrana has been scared by enduro cross a guy that does double back flips is scared by enduro cross so it, it must be crazy in in some aspects yeah, that is an interesting uh, debacle to think that he would be upside down for you know a good a good five to six seconds, like you say, doing a double backflip. But to be you know maybe at, at worst two feet off the ground in a enduro cross track, he's going to kind of be like, oh, I'm having issues, and this is kind of gnarly and freaking me out. <laughs> I'm sure he would manage to do a, a flip in the rocks 
somehow. That would be pretty epic. I think we should try to make that happen, Eric, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's a, we'll talk about that in Austin this year. <laughs> yeah, right, for sure. Um, so that's definitely, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is Austin. Um, now, currently, there is no Endurocross on the schedule. You and I have done a little bit of chatting. I emailed my the people that I have currently, you know, throughout the years been in contact with the media, and they've confirmed that, you know, as of right now, and I guess that's the way you kind of say it because you never know what could happen, like, as of right now, Endurocross and a lot of the other racing competition events are not on the schedule. Um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and um, you know, I'm, uh, I was—I uh, mean, I've known that aspect, that possibility for a long time, and uh, you know, you, it's a kind of news you hear about it, and you don't want to believe it until it's—it's uh, it's right in your face. And uh, sadly, yes, no racing this year at uh, X Games. You know, we've lost uh, Enduro Cross, we've lost uh, Speed and Style, we've lost uh, Rally Truck Racing. Basically, the only form of racing left, I mean, racing as riders against each other is, uh, is flat track. Um, it's just, uh, it's just kind of like, uh, going back to the roots for X Games. We, we have a lot of freestyle this year. Um, there, there is a lot of, uh, situation that, that made that happen. Uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic that we can reverse those decisions in the future. Uh, right. And hopefully, we will have Enduro X uh, back at X Game in 17 or 18. As you may know, uh, this is the last year in um, in Austin. Uh, so next year will be in a different location, which which has yet to be confirmed. I know that's and that's crazy too. And that and you may have a little bit of insight on that. So I remember when they did Austin. You know, th- you know, at this point three years ago, um, that was going to be for the four year contract. They freaking did this huge, awesome city-wide, you know, multi-city-wide search, and cities got a chance to compete to try to get themselves, you know, to be the host. And now they're kind of like, hey, so if a city out there wants to host X Games for seventeen and eighteen, reach out and let us know. And I'm like, that seems like a major shift in the way that they were doing business three years ago. Uh, it's you know it's changing there's no question uh, the people at ESPN are smart people and uh, i think they they realize that maybe the best the best bang for the buck is to uh, moving location every two or three years because if you remember the first year in Austin was fantastic it was extremely successful yeah uh, the last year uh, was a big challenge because the weather was absolutely i mean we we've i mean we had more water in texas last year than in the entire state of texas history right so, and uh, it seems like it's still raining as we speak in texas <laughs> it, it is <laughs> that's it, it is right now <laughs> so uh, you know i mean i feel like the state of texas is floating away and um, so i don't know how much the the bad luck with the weather um, has been influential in the decision, but it's, it was definitely, I mean, last year it was unbelievably expensive to fix and rebuild and refix and rebuild. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars that were wasting away, you know, and floating away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, speaking of, of one that was like 
people watching, I believe it was what is like the Thursday night or Wednesday night when they did the flat track, you know, on those awesome Harleys and everything they had built up. Like those, that would have been such a bitching race. But what nobody knew is that with nobody knew that wasn't there at the event is that we had all that rain leading up to the event. So everybody who's watching it on TV is like, what is this? Like, why are, what is going on? Because the track was shit by nobody's fault except the weather. You know what I mean? Um, so. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely was oddly challenging this year. You know, we're going back uh, with a vengeance to make things good. I'm gonna be in Texas for three weeks, uh, trying to make sure we don't we don't you know uh, underestimate any any uh, <laughs> weather element. Uh, it's uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, and I know you you from that side of the world, and I'm sure you've seen you've seen it in a ways that uh, maybe you haven't seen in your life. It's just. Uh, you know, uh, going to Lake Travis, it's like you could barely see the water. Now the lake is overflowing. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And I could, we could talk Texas all day long, but it's like, yeah, it would, it, it would be, then it would start to get boring. So, wh- how, exactly. Yeah, Texas is cool. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, dirt bikes are cooler. So, absolutely. And especially now, I would, I would just close that. You know, geographic chapter, but if you want to go to Texas now, you'll be very pleased because it looks like Scotland. It's so green. <laughs> it it's is. unbelievable. We've had a shit it, ton it, of rain, man, that's for sure. It is so green. I don't remember saying Texas any gr- with any green side of it, and right now it looks like Scotland. You know. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to go get some whiskey and uh, and just drink it now because that's going to be awesome. Maybe it's scotch because it's Scotland. I'm going to get some scotch, but still. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I have my beer. That's all I really need. So how much of an influence did X Games not being on the schedule, how much did that influence 2016's EnduroCross schedule, if at all? Or did it just kind of solidify the fact that you guys knew you wanted to move everything to the back half of 2016? Uh, it was it was not um, it, it was not connected. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if if X Game would have changed their mind during the winter and, and kept Enduro X, we would have made it a standalone. Uh, we, we we had a lot of bad luck last year. We had Erzberg the same weekend at X Game. We had the weather. So you know when you compound all that stuff, we lost all the top European guys because they were committed to Erzberg, and um, then we had terrible weather condition, which made made uh, the track building. You know we were happy to have a track. We never we got to a point where we never wanted to have a good track. We just wanted to have a track. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, you know it's 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 one of those things where you know when the stars are not lined up and uh, you do the best you can and uh, you know we have uh, we have other things and you know on the, on the other hand you know Tennessee knockout was great and uh, the other enduro cross were great and that's that's just the way it goes. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's one it's it's interesting um, when the when the schedule for 2016 got announced. I kind of. I initially was like, man, what? This does not make any sense. And then the more I got to kind of paying attention to the riders as we got into January and February, it made me realize, I was like, you know what? Even though it's much more compact, it probably makes logistics a crap ton easier because it makes, you know, three, four months batshit crazy, but it makes it way easier to kind of like keep everybody kind of in, in, in one place. Um, you know, they're they're in this part yeah, of the country. Yeah, they're moving yeah, here and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right, Brian. I mean, it's uh, 
it's terrible to have six months without enduro cars. Trust me. I mean, I went to, fortunately, I'm involved in the super enduro worldwide. So I was in, in South America and I could be with our boys in Brazil and Argentina. So I was able to get a quick fix there, but it's most of, most of us, you know, not seeing the, the Cody Webb and, and the Colton Hacker, Mike Brown racing, it's kind of tough. So yeah. this year, yeah, we restart in Atlanta a week after TKO, which everything is kind of a strategically lined up. Um, TKO is, by the way, now a full-on Red Bull race. It's going to be on Red Bull TV and everything. So it's going to be really cool. We're going to have all the superstars from the world. I mean, you know, the Johnny Walker, the Alfredo Gomez, everybody's going to come. I mean, everybody that can ride is going to come. Uh, Caddy is coming back. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be a great season without, without a doubt. Uh, now the biggest element for this concentration of races in, uh, in few months is working with the teams, you know, and the teams, what what the teams told us is we can't be fighting and going from enduro cross to GNCC to enduro and hair and hound. It's it's better if we are all concentrated at the end of the year because you know it's it's common sense. But let's say your riders is not in a hunt for a title, you know now he can go and chase another title. You yeah. know instead of a, uh, if you are one race every month. You know, you basically have to go and jump from a, a GNCC to an enduro cars to an enduro or whatever. You know, now by the end of August, if you're not in a hunt for a title in another discipline, then you can focus 100% on the enduro cars. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the last championship of the year. And, and as much as I wish it could be all year long, I think everybody from the riders to the teams, and even the spectators are going to be more into it because it's going to be like a supercross season. It's going to start mid-August, going to be finished at the end of November. You know, it's going to be three and a half months. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so is this the uh, kind of semi-official, unofficial like release that, it's a, that TKO is officially a Red Bull event? I mean, I, I haven't seen a press release, but that doesn't mean I'm anybody because I know I'm not. Yeah, it, it's not... It is going to be a Red Bull event. It's going to be on Red Bull TV. That's what matters. Because, Hell you know, yeah, suddenly, that's what matters. Yeah, that's, <laughs> suddenly it's it's not the fact that uh, we have a sticker or not uh, saying TKO is Red Bull or not. The fact is the the value and the great work of Red Bull is going to, is going to be in media. And uh, we're going to have our, our little race that, as you know, we started six years ago, is suddenly going to be treated like a Herzberg or a Romaniac yeah. as far as uh, media is concerned. So that is going to be quite awesome. Well, you know, and, now uh, that it's on Rebel we, TV, I'm surprised that I haven't got a call to be an announcer. That, 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 that really, that kind of hurts a little, just a little. All right, send me, send me your resume. I'll push it. <laughs> you can send them that awesome, uh, that awesome broadcast we did from Atlanta in 2014. I'm, I'm sure that they're going to be like, well, that's a bunch you of, that's a bunch you of winning it. right there. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. So, like, is there a chance that we're going to be able? And I say we're going to be able to watch something like that again. Like, obviously, we would like a chance to come out and do that again. But is there a chance, you know, for fans when we get into Endurocross uh, into the season that we're going to be able to, to have some form of, of dedicated live content? Um, I, honestly, it's not so much on my territory. So I would not uh, tell you or make decisions for somebody else. It's okay. not my style. 
So uh, we can uh, we we can follow up after the show, and uh, I'll help you the best I can. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I mean, I guess like as of right now, even like behind the scenes talking to other people, that's probably not something you guys are uh, trying to put together. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's it's not my territory. I'm I'm uh, okay. You know, I'm I'm the guy that try to see very far where we're going. You yep. know, big picture. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Before we let you go, what did you think of Super Enduro this year? You said you were there. I can only imagine that at some point in time you started to gnaw your nails off and then realized you were up to knuckle because it got crazy there at the end with all of a sudden Cody Webb having, uh, it seemed like mechanical. He said, my kill switch, something, something, something to me in a text message and uh, couldn't do very well in one of his heats and all of a sudden the points got really close and then bam, Colton Haker's the freaking world champion. Like That was epic. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 great for Colton. Uh, it's it's sad for Cody. There's only one champion, but Cody has been back to back and Eurocross uh, a national champion. So he, he has he, he has the most prestigious series under his belt. Uh, having Colton winning it was awesome for Colton. You know, Colton Colton has been embracing Eurocross from the beginning. He was at Eurocross ten years ago uh, on on a Charles bike. You know, and um, I took him uh, first time out of the country in uh, in 2007 to do uh, the race in Barcelona, where he knocked himself out and broke a couple bones. And uh, you know, eight, eight nine years later, he wins the world championship. That's... So it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. He's come a long way. Uh, the only great thing and sad thing at the same time is uh, Enduro Cross has become like Supercross, uh, with very few exceptions. It's it's an American sport, and um, you know if you remove the five American riders from the field, it's uh, it's pretty weak. I mean Johnny Walker is a fantastic rider, but he's he's the only one that can you know that can really compete. That could compete this year because Teddy was off. Yeah, you know having injuries uh, and stuff. Yes, and to me, Teddy is Teddy is like uh, Ken Roxon. He's an American racer. He's not. He's not a European racer. Right? Yeah, he's you been know? he's been over here so long. Or I say over here, even though he's been back in Poland, he's been in America racing for so long that he just yeah he just he has a fun accent more than he is a another ethnicity. <laughs> Absolutely. So no, it's a, it's it was it was great. I mean the 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 winter season. I mean, our boys were busy. They finished the next week. They were in Poland and they raced for three more months till April. Uh, and it's you know it's great. It's great. We have we have ten guys that are phenomenal. And uh, actually, I wish it would be not that phenomenal. It would make it much easier for all of us. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, um, they, they make look at the Andrew Cross track looks like it's paved when you see uh, Cody or Colton riding it. You know. Yeah, and it is not. It is not. Go back and find any of the footage of me in Vegas or in Oklahoma, and it is not. That's what a real human being looks like on an enduro cross track. And it ain't pretty. It's slow and it's disgusting. Um, come and uh, come and ride with us in Florida. You'll mm. see. You'll be you'll be reminded of what uh, an enduro cross an enduro cross rider looks like. The one that is born on this planet. Yeah, the the, the, the normal human beings like uh, like yourself, yeah. myself, and your son. Uh, you know, as we're talking about all this, and we're talking about Cody Webb, and we're talking about Haker, I just realized that this is both of their first year on fully factory-supported teams. Um, it, it, and I think that it goes to show like what these guys are capable of 
when they kind of have the backing that the teams like the fully the the, the factory KTM and the factory Husqvarna teams can kind of put behind these riders that are just so phenomenal. You know, they've had really good satellite help, and then obviously Cody did really well with Beta, which was, I just don't think that they were at the level that a, a team like Factory KTM is at with what they could uh, offer Cody to to kind of test and to really get the bike sorted um, and really grow, I guess. But I don't know. It's interesting that how... Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. It's a good, it's a, it's a good uh, catch. Uh, that's true. I mean, Cody and Colton were first-time full factory riders. And um, I just... Um, you know, in one ways, I uh, I want to believe the talent is. I mean, in enduro cross is where talent is eighty percent and the bike is twenty percent. Right. Yeah, and it's 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 actually maybe a little bit even more. But having a factory bike is always good, and uh, those guys have unbelievable un- unbelievable bikes. You know. Yeah. One thing that I thought was really interesting. Is we're talking with Cody, uh, yeah, talking with Cody at the TKO and then after the TKO because that was when he was on the RPM team and they are sponsored by Maxis. And he specifically was talking about how, you know, when he signed with the team, that Maxis didn't have kind of a, uh, a sticky tire, they didn't have an Endurocross specific tire. So that was like, as long as you guys develop one for me and we can make it happen. And that it was when he said things like that that it really made me understand how important those things are. Uh, I, I, like a guy like myself or you, we can go out there and ride with one of those and be like, oh man, yeah, that makes so much difference. But when you are competing against those guys and you literally then have don't have that asset, how how those can you know kind of be so beneficial? Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, I, I was a, I was a, a witness in two thousand. 12 when Mike Brown won the X Games and he was it, that was the first time he had the factory gummy tire from Dunlop and uh, and Taddy was so pissed off that uh, because he, he he was convinced he won because of the tires oh. you know and uh, and that made him switch from tire brands he uh, within within couple race he was using Dunlop because he couldn't he couldn't believe how much difference it was making that's crazy but now that I've had a chance to ride some of the sticky Kenda stuff at TKO and some of the in Colorado and stuff like that, like I get it. Again, like for you, like a, a, a hack like myself on a bike can tell such a big difference. So for those guys, like you're saying, it's like it, you can tell that it's such a night and day. So okay, before we let you go, yeah, you know, there's oh, three things that have been ruining enduro cross. Uh oh. You know, first is sticky tire. Second one is recluse clutch, and the third one is electric start. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they just made it such but, a such a crappy sport now. Oh my gosh, it's horrible to watch. Yeah, it, it, it made it. It took um, it took about ten percent of how hard it is. <laughs> I don't know. I have all of those things, and it still sucks for me. Now, uh, yes, I, I know. Me too. <laughs> I agree. Now, if there was like a way that like those top guys could not have any of that stuff, and you could like you know. I guess you can't check their bike. We all know, but man, that would be interesting. You guys should do a pit bike enduro cross race just to see what happens. Yeah, we we use two spicks to do the <laughs> metrics. <laughs> It'll get weird quickly. Well, dude, before we let you go and get back to your family, obviously we appreciate you coming on the show and taking some time away. What what is there anything else? I mean, what kind of things maybe we didn't ask you that you just you feel like you need to talk about, or is there just anything else that's coming up you're excited about? 
Yeah, actually, uh, I'm I'm really working hard with the Charlotte Motor Speedway to bring a, a GP in Charlotte Motocross uh, GP. I did I'm, not know you were involved I'm, in that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm flying. Uh, I'm flying tomorrow morning at five to have a, a meeting with those guys. So it's a good group of people. Uh, hopefully, we can have a great motocross GP inside uh, the the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And um, you know, that's uh, that's one of the project. And you know, you know me, I've got project all over the world all the time. So uh, <laughs> it's um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we have good racing this year. But I have to say. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, the month of August because I've got uh, TKO and Atlanta Enduro Cross and Charlotte Mills Speedway in three weekends in a row. So it's going to be uh, all the sports I love, you know, extreme enduro, enduro cross, and motocross. Awesome. That is. Plenty of things. You should, you, should move, you should move to the Atlanta area for two weeks because it's <laughs> going to be a lot to see. Well, we will definitely be there for TKO. I'll see what Word thinks about me uh, working remotely. I do have a, a co-worker in the Atlanta area. Maybe they won't care if I crash on his couch and work remotely from home with him. <laughs> oh, wonderful. You know you're always welcome. That will be fun, man. Well, dude, again, we really appreciate you coming on the show and taking a little bit of time to talk to us. We look forward to doing it again in the future because, obviously, you are probably better at this than I am. So we definitely appreciate it, Eric. All right. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, you have a good show. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. Steven, how interesting was it? that I tried to restate my question so it didn't sound like I was asking for us, right? It was more of a general question, and he gave us the same answer. That was that was when I was like, okay, I'm going to stop asking. <laughs> you know, about, like, the live internet stuff, you know, like doing, like, any kind of live content specifically from, from, the, from the Enduro Crosses. You know, one thing, too, it's like, we could be there at the event recording, right? We could, we could capture some highlight reels and things like that from the events, and kind of splice it down really quickly and do and then do like a live main, right? Or we do like a 30-minute recap show so we can show all these little highlights and stuff like that. And then, bam, you know, that 30 minutes leads us right into the main. And then we're live there in the main. And then we have the camera. And then we have a camera that goes down. We interview the guys that win on the podium. And, bam, we kill the show. And it's like an hour long, right? And it's a way to truncate it so it's not a three-hour-long program. Um, but it still kind of it still gives everybody something to view on the night of the event. You know, they're not looking around waiting for it to be on TV or any of that other kinds of stuff. You know, um, like so something like that could be, you know, a really cool way to kind of try to to change it up. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, it'd be it'd be a good change of pace for for what they do show on race night, which is you're watching for Instagram, yeah, or. Or cell phone videos, which, you know, that's the norm these days, unfortunately. But, hey, you know, whatever. Um, so, all right. So, as we let's get let's get Miss Jean Turner on the show. This is going to be fun. I say fun. This will be interesting because, you know, we've, we've seen a lot go on with Cycle News and then obviously Motorcycle USA closing their doors. Um, so, we're going to talk with Jean, see what she can kind of tell us about how that's been going and how that kind of went down and everything and see what we can kind of learn from... Yeah, the stuff. It's gonna be interesting because I'm kind of trying to figure out: is it a? Is it a? Is it? Hey, Gene. Hi. How's it going? Well, guess welcome to seat time. You're on live, so just don't start cursing me too early. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on the show. So I was just kind of talking as we were calling you in about how, you know, it's interesting what has been going on. Um, 
with Cycle News and then obviously with the closing digital doors of Motorcycle USA, like, and, and mm-hmm. I want to learn more about this because it, it, it kind of baffles me. It's like, holy crap, how can that really happen? Um, but we know that like Cycle News isn't, even though it is a business that runs itself, it's owned by someone else. Same thing with Motorcycle USA. It's a, it's a website, sure, but it's a business that is then mm-hmm. owned and run you know, in, in the back end by somebody else. And so they're making these decisions to sell or to close doors and things of that nature for, yeah. what, for whatever their larger picture is, right? Whatever those kinds of things. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to keep learning. I want to keep kind of digging in and figure this kind of stuff out. So, so somebody like yourself who... I, I don't. Do you work currently at Cycle News, or you just have in the past? Um, well, both. I have in the past, okay. and I'm currently a freelance journalist. But one of my regular gigs, I work at Cycle News every Monday, and I'm the copy editor and and also a contributor. Awesome. And so, um, so I'm there every Monday. It's it's a, probably fifty percent of what I do as freelance. But yeah, very very much still like ingrained in what goes on there fantastic well then that's great because i I would appreciate it and obviously we're not here to step on anybody's toes or to make it weird any of that kind of stuff we really just would like to get more information oh yeah yeah what happened all that kinds of stuff um so just you know from from your perspective from being you know literally in the inner circle um kind of Mm -hmm. what was going on with the mag group to where we are now with cycle news being owned yeah you know with by the different group yeah well i mean and just for starters, uh, as far as the Motorcycle USA side, I honestly don't know a whole lot about that. I mean, I can say that we were we were surprised by that. We didn't we didn't see that coming. But um, interesting, you know, as, as most people who've worked for a big corporation know, it's sort of a black box. You know what goes on as far as decision making and stuff. And I mean, all you know, all you see is the the decisions that come out, and it is what it is. And you're like, okay, you know, so. Um, I mean, it's it's not something anybody wanted to see, and uh, you know they had a really good staff, and and uh, they're all you know really respected guys in the industry, and I know they'll they'll all land on their feet, and some of them already have, and right. so you know wish them well. Um, as far as cycle news, um, you know we almost feel a little bit guilty about it because it's such an exciting time for us. I mean, you know, it's obviously you know not an exciting time for the folks at Motorcycle USA and right. for, you know, their readers and everything. But for Cycle News, it is actually a really exciting time because, you know, they're back to being independently owned. And, um, you know, and the cool thing about it is that's how it started. And Cycle News just had their 50th anniversary, um, you know, just actually just about six months ago, March 50 wow. years. That's impressive. And back <laughs> then when it, yeah, it is. It's incredible. Um, and back then when it started, it was independently owned and it was, Sharon and Chuck Clayton and it was just you know kind of them on their own saying can we do this and they had they had a passion and they had a goal and and uh and then 50 years later it's back to being independently owned and it's this group of people and we're we're all really tight with each other and we're all passionate about it and really driven and you know we're just like it's just us now and let's do it so right it's it's really exciting and and also um cycle news just it's very fast moving. Everything's very fast moving. You know, I mean, we're a weekly publication as opposed to monthly. And then there's also, you know, website and everything. So it's just constantly moving and you need to be owned by, you know, an organization that can move just as quickly, but with big corporations, it just doesn't work that way. You know, you got to send something up the flagpole and, you know, a couple of weeks later, you'll get your answer. And 
and you know, so it's, it's just, there's a lot to benefit from it being like independently owned again. And, uh, and it, and it's great because the actual team that's behind cycle news that hasn't changed because it's still, it's the same staff, it's same format, same everything. Everybody stayed on board. And the, um, the, the group that bought it now, it's a group called power sport media mm-hmm. and it, it consists of Sean Finley, um, Jesse Ziegler and Brian Robb. And they were the, the team that was behind the um, publishing and ad sales of Cycle News for the last five years. So wow. it, ac- it actually just kind of changed on paper. Um, but as far as the team that's still doing it, it's all still the same crew. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty pumped. It's kind of like, you know, once you graduate high school and you're like, okay, well, now we're on our own. We could do what we want. We could do it our way. And, you know, so... And yesterday was our first issue that we shipped from the new location. So it's pretty exciting. It's ah. a pretty good time for us. Yeah, that's got to be wicked cool, especially to kind of be putting that back out again. It's almost like back in the, you know, back when you were listening to punk music and you put out little uh, little punk flyers, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to put my little punk magazine <laughs> out. And you go get it printed and send it to your friend. You're like, oh, my God, <laughs> they're all going to be, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not that I have any yeah. any relation to that living in New Orleans and doing weird things, but you know I might. It could be weird. <laughs> um, that's cool though. That's great. It, it's and and yes, uh, I I kind of did my research on the fact of like reading up on the Power Sport guys and how it's like that kind of interesting conglomeration between Sean Finley and the other dudes that are involved with that. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's really neat. Um, those are all dudes. Uh, again, I don't know any of those guys too personally. Um, just kind of like through the wow. handful of times that I've met everybody at different events. Um, but they all seem yeah. like cool dudes that really, really do want the yeah. best. You know, they don't. Oh, they, absolutely. Like, it's and like, cool, all... if we make money, that's kind of, I mean, that's the end goal. But in the long run, that's, you know, that, that's doing business. Like everybody's got to realize it's like people are in business yeah, to make exactly. money. So that's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a bottom and, uh, line, and, but and let's all... have fun too. <laughs> yep. And all those guys are enthusiasts. You know, they're, Jesse and Sean are both like really incredible off-road riders and, you know, race every now and then. And I think that you do know Sean, Brian, because he is the guy or one of the guys behind the Tennessee knockout. Yep. And uh, so <laughs> when I talked to Sean about, you know, coming on the show tonight, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Brian Pierce and was telling me um, about how you qualified last time uh-huh. and then uh, drank a whole lot of beer and then didn't quite make it to the main no, let, right? let, let's let let's clear the air because my dad <laughs> loves to make fun of me for this. So I did. I qualified for Sunday, um, and but I went in knowing because you know you, you've probably seen a couple of the photo epics that we've done from the Tennessee Knockout. I love doing those. I don't feel that anybody does <laughs> photojournalism in motorcycle. I feel that everybody does magazine editorial photography. Um, and so being that that is a passion of mine, that is what I do at the Tennessee knockout and the events I can go to, I go do a much more in-depth, different kind of look at these events. And so on Sunday, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, but I, I love riding my dirt bike. So on Saturday I went out and I just rode and I had a shit ton of fun. I got my ass kicked, but at the same time I somehow qualified. Um, I, and I wasn't even last. So that, I mean, that in itself says, says that I was having a damn good time. 
And so I got done and everything, and I'm like, I and I go straight back to the RV, and I'm like, all right, get me a fucking beer. And my dad goes, you can't have a beer because he knows I don't, I don't drink the night before our, any kind of race, just because that's just not a bad, not a good idea. And uh, so he's like, he he immediately he's already in dad like race pit mode. Like he's like, okay, what do we need to do to the bike? You can't drink. I gotta get him water. What do you need to eat? All this stuff. And I was like, no, give me a beer. He goes, oh, you gotta race tomorrow now. I was like, uh, dad. The plan the whole time was to come here and take pictures on Sunday. That's like the main oh, reason we okay. come. And then I race on Saturday for fun. It's like the fact that I qualified just really stipulates that I had that much more of a good time than other people. And luckily enough, my time qualified. But because, and it elevates so much to Sunday. Like there's, I got no, no need to be out there to be, you know, just run into the curb by those guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm honest with my level uh, of, of abilities here. <laughs> I'm a solid A rider, and that A rider has nothing to do with expert <laughs> or pro. <laughs> so we'll just, oh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, our, I didn't. There. <laughs> I didn't show up on Sunday. I mean, I was hungover, but Saturday going into it, I knew that I was not going to be racing on Sunday. So. Being hangover okay, was not the reason okay. I didn't ride. But it's okay. We can clarify this. Up. I mean, shoot, we can talk about it next week, too, if you want. I'm fine with it. I, it's a fun story. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. But, so, so, yes. Let's Sean just Finley clear that up, Sean Finley. For that ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean Finley is the person I get to thank for the ass kicking. I agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's he's definitely been involved in a lot of stuff in the in the industry. So, you know, I think a lot of the advertisers and supporters say that you know anything that he puts his stamp on like okay it's legit you know like, let's get on board so yeah. so yeah you know i think if, it's a good game and they're great guys and this may be an exciting. interesting question but has there been any really deep discussion on what you all who are now the kind of main you're independent so you guys get to make the decisions the main decision makers has there any been any like just like oh my god i'm inspired by x that's where we're headed that, wait, sorry, say that again? So, like, is there any outline, maybe media group or website or channel of sorts that just you guys, now that you're independent, you go, those people inspire me the most. Cycle News is now going to be, like, that media group or that media channel or whatever. And obviously, I'm not negating, I'm not saying it has to be motorcycle. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it can be, you know, yeah. as, as broad as you guys can find the market for. Yeah. Well, you know, when I when I was a staffer there um, from 06 to 2010, you know, there there was always kind of a lot of um, references and parallels, you know, to to Sports Illustrated and the type of models that they would use. But um, as far as any other motorcycle publication, I can't say that there's ever been anything like Cycle News that's done that type of pace or that type of volume or or just that type of race coverage because you know a lot of the other publications out there they're just very different. I mean, it's, it's apples and oranges. So um, yeah. I'd say that during the time when, when it was particularly when the, the, you know, the paradigm was shifting from print to digital, just in terms of how people get their information, mm -hmm. we did kind of, you know, in meetings and stuff would, would talk about things that Sports Illustrated was doing because, you know, there, there's a lot of parallels that you can draw there. Yeah. Bikinis. Yeah. Bikinis are, oh, oh, wait. Oh, you mean the, uh, the sports part of the Sports Illustrated. Right. Yeah, just that it's an enthusiast media. No, I, and, uh, and also, I, I, you know, I only look at the, the bikini issue, so that's just like where my mind went. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's Is like, your mind still there right now, you or are you with me? Sexist pig. It's ridiculous. No, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly kind of what I'm talking about because says if I had any kind of. I, and I don't even want to use the word advice because advice makes it think make it sound like I think I know something that you guys don't, and I'm not trying to. Uh, well, let's not feedback. That's fair. Feedback. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's that's, that's the perfect yeah, what, what word. What you got? Um, is I love the Verge. If you go to theverge.com now, I will say they have been bought out by Vox Media, and if they're advertised, the way that they advertise on the site sucks. But there's no good way to advertise on the site. At least it's clean. But I love the way that they do, the way that they because they have large huge editorial pieces that dive super deep onto awesome subjects um, and they think mm-hmm. so much differently when they do their photography and when they the way that they write about pieces um, and, and some of the stuff kind of stems from what I think Dale Spangler's doing at, at Dirt Buzz some of the larger mm-hmm. more editorial pieces that he's done I think have been super awesome and something that's very much missing from the sport um, but the problem is is like does that draw you know numbers um and that's an answer because i don't obviously get to see the analytics for these kinds of sites i don't it's not something i can tell you yes it does um mm-hmm. so i don't know but i think the verge.com go check them out i, I think the way that they yeah, present i, I think the way that they present the media and the medium that they bring across is awesome um and i've i've mm-hmm. been a fan of theirs since day one um they're very tech focused mm-hmm. but at the same time like you said there can be some parallels so Mm-hmm. Again, well, feed, feedback. Okay. Sorry, yeah, advice was the wrong word. Feedback is a perfect word. Perfect word. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that's it. I'll take a look at that. You know, yeah. it never hurts to have new ideas. I agree. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's tough, man. It's crazy. It's interesting, and I, I definitely, I kind of want to like, kind of want to just like say I want to be involved. That's weird to say that. I got way too much shit on my plate. <laughs> But I want to I want to be kept up to date. Let's put it that way, because I really do want to know. Because being independently owned does give you so much more uh, ability. But at the same time, being independently owned means well, our budgets may not be as big. So then you have to think so much differently about how you use your money and how you how you spend it, where you spend it, and all those kinds of things. So it's so much more different now. Um, yep. Yeah. It, exactly. And, but, and also, I think. You know, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go for it. Um, I think you also just have to consider the changing way that people get information now because, you know, there's still to this day people who are like, well, how can I how can I get an issue of Cycle News? Because they still, um, you know, they hear Cycle News is back and they think it's the print edition still, but, you know, it's, there is no more print. It's all digital. Right. And, you know, and then there's all these new mediums as well, like social media and stuff. And um, so it's just the, the way that we get the information out there, it's still changing and evolving. So it's like, Staying on top of that, I think, is the key to, to remaining relevant as well. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and there's there's a lot to be said for, for being independently owned. But, you know, at the same time, like, I don't want to make it sound anything negative on Meg because when when Cyclones did actually close its doors in 2010, and, I mean, it was it was closed, curtains, done, not, not, hey, it's for sale. Meg is the one who came in, picked it up, dusted it off, and reinvented it with the entire digital um, format so they do need to be credited with that like right. so they um you know i i don't i don't want this to like come off badly on them and i know no, that you yeah, know people yeah. feel strongly about um motorcycle usa going under and everything but you know uh, mag's a great group and and i think that um you know they they just they have their priorities and uh 
you know, but they, they were really, really great cyclones and they were the ones, they were the, they're the reasons why it still exists right now. So awesome. Yeah. I, I noticed, definitely say that to their credit. I went to the motorcycle USA site before all of this doing a little bit more research. And I love the fact of what they wrote up there. And like, if you go to like the third or fourth paragraph, they talk about this site will stay up here specifically for the people that mm-hmm. want to, want to continue to find great content. And I love that idea because there's so many other entities in the world that have essentially again closed their doors quotes you know air quotes and that's it they literally just siphon themselves off from the world at that point but that that doesn't mean yeah that doesn't mean that what you did while you were there wasn't worth keeping around um oh yeah absolutely and there is a, a huge amount of content that's still there and you know and it's totally valuable too like if you're gonna go buy a used kx 450f you know, like, you know, what was that bike all about? What were the pluses and minuses there? If you go Google search that bike, a motor, Motorcycle USA in-depth story is going to pop up. Yep. You know, a Cycle News one will as well. Just want to say that. <laughs> FYI. But, uh, but, yeah, it's, <laughs> but, but, yeah, and they, they still have, like, really cool uh, vintage articles and things that are still up there. And, and it's good that it's still going to remain up there because there's a lot of hard work, heart and soul of, you know, a, lot, a really good team of people that worked for a very long time to build all that, so. Oh, yeah, they do. That's awesome. Okay, before we let you go, I want you to tell me one of the, maybe one of the one or two things that you've got coming up for you with Cycle News that just, that you're excited about. That's something that I think that other people might be, you know, kind of like, you know, to to give them to look forward to. Hmm. Well, things that we can look forward to with Cycle News. Um, You know, continued every week digital issue every Monday night in your inbox. <laughs> That's always a positive. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be continued great coverage throughout the year. Um, we have some big bike tests and features coming up and uh, our new editor, Rennie Daysbrook, he's our, uh, our new resident Australian. Yep. We're still trying to teach him to, to speak English, but anyway, um, <laughs> he is really, really enthusiast, a super good writer, very creative, very just, electric personality, really entertaining writer. And, uh, he has a lot of great feature ideas and stuff. And, um, you know, so there's, there's definitely going to be some fun, like kind of creative shootouts, product tests, more of that sort of stuff coming out. So. Right. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank yeah. you very much for taking some time to chat about this. I do, I do feel, I, I can't, I do feel better about this because I at least have a little bit better understanding of kind of like maybe what it, what kind of, you know, went on, what perspired, and then kind of like where you guys are headed in the future. And I love the fact that you really zoned in on the whole independently owned now because that does give you that, – that if you think creatively, that you have no limitations. Um, that's, oh, yeah. that's your and biggest I think thing. If, if you have, I think if you have a passion for something, you know, there's no limitations also. So, oh. And all of us that, that are there right now, like, I mean, it's, it's more than just a team. I mean, we're a family, and we all – we all love it, and every Monday it's a 12-hour grind getting that done, but we always leave in a good mood, and, you know, it's it's fun, and we're all really passionate about it and, and excited for the future. Awesome. Well, I'm excited now, too. Well, dude, well, thank you very much for coming on. I hope we get to hang out at another. Too bad we don't get to go to Vegas anymore because that was fantastic that, that time I got to meet you. I'm going so, to be so sad when uh, the Vegas Cross comes and goes, and... And I'm not hungover from Enduro Cross the night before. It's going to be fun. <laughs> You're like, I'm, why am I not hungover when Supercross is happening? <laughs> oh, right. Right. Because we did go to the Alligator exactly. Bar last night and kill ourselves. Yep. 
<laughs> Love it. Absolutely. Well, maybe what we should do is we should try to see about getting like a throwback Vegas trip in there. Literally, like we're just gonna go gamble and drink. But it's like I'm in. We just like every year I'm we in. just set a date and we say when it is, <laughs> and it's like come to the alligator bar and whatever, whatever. And then we go hit Vegas up and be like, bitches, the dirt bikers are here. We don't care about the race. Like, <laughs> yep, yep, I'm on board. I like it. All yeah, right. Well, you sound like you're a little bit more of an organized person than I am, so I'll let you run with it, and you just tell me when to show up. <laughs> All right, I'll text you. <laughs> now that you got my number, we're in. Okay. Awesome. Gee, thank very you very cool. much, man. You have a great night, and we'll definitely be in touch soon. Thank you. You too. Woohoo! Bye. <laughs> Bye. Awesome. Well, Steven, that was fun. That was good. I like that. And Jean's awesome lady. I got it, Like I said, we got a chance to meet in Vegas uh, for the first time in person to chat and stuff like that. Um, Brian Elliott is the one who kind of like told us to make sure that we got a chance to meet up and, and introduce each other. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. She's just as awesome in person as she sounds on the phone. So definitely somebody to pay attention to and to follow the pieces that she does right but that's it. Episode 2004. Whoa, 204. I only had like two beers. What is the 2004? Oh my God. How old am I? This is so weird. So episode 204. And of course, brought to you by the fine folks at Fly Racing, Kinda Tire, and SRT Off-Road. You want to go check out all of their products. And if you want to get your weekly Dirt Buzz, make sure you go check out dirtbuzz.com. Um, best way to support this show, please, please, please go support our sponsors. Go to our website, click the Amazon banner, and go buy something on Amazon. Because, again, you're going to need it. You need Q-tips. You need freaking shampoo. You need your dog food, whatever it is you buy on Amazon. I don't know. Maybe some weird body thing. I, dude, you buy what you need to buy. Just do it to the Seat Time website. That way we get a little bit of a kickback. Appreciate it. Remember, from the other side... Post a video to Instagram what you love about off-road. Use the hashtag from the other side. That is the hashtag we will go through throughout the week to find the winner. That is how you win. Uh, we will announce the winner live on the show next week. We will then email you your iTunes gift code. Co yeah, gift code to be able to get the from the other side from iTunes. We're going to have Rob Mitchell on the show next week to talk a little about from the other side. Super excited about that. It will be a good time. Of course, I'm your host, Brian Pierce. You can find us at seatime.co is where we archive everything. Um, of course, Stitcher, iTunes, go subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Give us thumbs up all over the place. Please review. It helps everything, every little bit. You don't even need to like type anything. Just like give us whatever star or thumbs up. You know, maybe I mean, don't do a thumbs down because that's just being a dick, but whatever. Um, and just make it nice. You know what I'm saying? Jump in the chat room next week. Be cool. We like people in there. Um, we've got a lot of racing coming up. If you're going to be at a race, tell us about it. We want to know because I think in early May, Tough Like RAR is going to go on sale. We've been talking a lot with them, trying to help them get a little bit more of a media presence going, get a bigger uh, bigger event, more turnout. So that's going to be fun. Make sure you check it out. We will be at TKO this year. Hopefully Steven actually comes, even though he's supposed to have been there for the past two years and hasn't shown up. We'll see. I don't know. Life, it's a bitch. We make it work. So thank you to all of our sponsors, of course. You can go find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash seatime. On Twitter, it's at seatime underscore co. On Instagram, it's at seatime. And remember, on YouTube, please subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Have fun out there. We will be back next week for episode 205. We're going to talk with Rob Mitchell, other cool-ass bitches out there in the off-road world. Have a beer. Have fun. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. We'll see you then. Peace. <laughs>